one thing's absolutely clear right now, and that is that the world is hurting. There's tensions and conflicts and pain, fear, anxieties on a level that is beyond anything that I've seen before in 48 years of my life. And yet through all of this, I've become even more convinced, even more convinced, even more persuaded our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is the game changer. The life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ changes the game. Fact. And I'm just going to spend a few minutes unpacking that and explaining why, if you are not a follower of Jesus, why you so need to at least look to him and open your heart to him. And if you are a follower of Jesus, how crucial it is that we keep on the front foot of his purposes and keep being the bearer of good news to a world that is increasingly confused. But here's the bottom line, and I'll start with the punchline. If you have built your life on your pension plan, your holiday home, your career, if you're planning to build your life on the success, the apparent success that the world gives, what we are realizing now is that that is called building your life on sand and that is shifting sand and sand gives way. You don't build buildings on sand. They give way. As soon as there is a minor storm, the sands shift, the building collapses. That is happening to people's lives. What was once certain is now not certain anymore. We're heading into a time of chaos. But if you built your life on the rock, if you built your life, your hope, and your trust in Jesus Christ, that is as solid a rock as you'll ever get. And no matter what happens around you, You'll stand firm and you'll hold firm and you'll survive the storm. There's these uh, verses in the Bible which are just so incredibly powerful in John chapter 6 where um, Jesus talks about being the bread of life and he says this, he said uh, in John 6 verse 35, he said of himself, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. And he who believes in me will never thirst. Now, he obviously wasn't talking about physical hunger and thirst. But what he was saying is, there is this itch that cannot be scratched in the lives of all men and women. There is this sense of hunger and thirst that... The things of this world will never satisfy. See, deep down, I believe that we all know the kind of man or woman that we want to be. And self-help books aren't going to get you there. <laughs> Fitness ain't going to get you there. That's a good thing. Golf ain't going to get you there. Pile of cash in the bank. 
it ain't gonna get you there. The only thing that satisfies, the Bible says, and I believe with all my heart, is to put your faith, hope, life and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I run this other event uh, called The Gathering. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a men's event, but I'll I, I, I cut a long story short for you. And it's, um, it's a two and a half thousand guys pitch up. It's like a festival for guys. Um, we have a lot of fun, bands, comedians, stuff like that. But but this guy turned up who I bumped into, uh, who had just given his life to Christ. And uh, he was involved in various aspects of criminality. And I'm not going to go into the details of that. But he had just met Christ. And he was tearful and shell-shocked. Uh, and I spent a bit of time talking with him. And it's unusual for me to bump into the same person twice. But the next morning, I did bump into him in one of the big uh, big tops. He came over to me. He goes, oh, Beachy. So something happened to me last night. So what's that, mate? He said, I used to hate the police. And I did you? And he went, yeah, yeah, I hated the police. He said, and when I turned up to the gathering, he said, I saw all these police riot vans and stuff. And I nearly did a runner. I said, oh, no, that's fine. That's uh, the Christian Police Association, mate. And they do false riot act demonstrations and, you know, just have a laugh at us. They're great guys. And oh, he said, well, here's the thing. He said, I saw all my life I hated the police. Used to call them pigs and filth. And last night I was lying in my tent and I realised that I love the police. <laughs> he said, Can you help me with something? I said, What's that, mate? He said, I want to hug a policeman. I said, I think I can help you with that. Anyway, that night, the evening celebration, a couple of thousand guys, and I called him out to the front. And I said, this is such, such a guy. And he told me he used to hate the police. But now he loves the police. He gave his life to Christ last night. And, and when you announce that someone's become a Christian at the gathering, everyone cheers. That's the atmosphere because it's the game changer. So everybody cheers. <laughs> I mean, anyway, he used to hate the police. But now he loves the police. And he wants to give a policeman a hug. Now I knew there were a whole stack of Christian policemen there. So I said, are there any Christian policemen in this building, in this big top, in this tent? As soon as those words were coming out of my mouth, hordes of policemen started running forward. I was told later it was about 30. And they're running down this, the centre of the big top around the sides. And at that moment I thought, oh no, what if there's a warrant out for his arrest? And this guy's looking back and we go, no, what's going on? And then... Something extraordinary happened. They got to him and they threw their arms around him and they hugged him. Watched one of the policemen stroke his face but held him. One of them kissed him on the head and they wouldn't let go of each other. It was extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. One of the policemen told me afterwards that he had PTSD from being injured, stabbed, 
I believe in a line of duty and that he'd never been able to sleep since properly through trauma. But months later he told me that since he hugged that guy, he slept like a baby ever since. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can do that. And in an age where there is division and enmity and fear and anxiety and tribalism, how much more do we need the gospel now? How much do you, if you are a follower of Jesus, need to take this precious, beautiful good news out there and see people's souls satisfied as they encounter the bread of life? And if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus, I want to say to you, only he can scratch the itch. Only he can satisfy your soul. That, that yearning, that longing that you know you have deep inside, only he can satisfy it. The Bible says that Jesus died for you on a cross. With all the pain and all the mess and all the stuff you inflict on yourself and you inflict on others, all the stuff... We deserve to be dealt with. We deserve to be dealt with. It's justice for our lives, that was dealt with by Jesus. He died for the stuff that we have done wrong. The stuff that brings death into our lives. And the Bible says after three days he rose again to show that the stuff that brings death into our lives has been defeated and we can now live a new life in Christ. You can have the peace that only Christ can give and the hope that only he can give and the joy that only he can give and the destiny that only he can give in your life. Just by saying, Jesus, would you forgive me? I'll follow you. And get some good Christian people around you to help you walk it. And as I said, if you're already a follower of Jesus, then take this precious good news out there. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ will change the world and God uses us and when we step out we will see extraordinary things as the power of God transforms lives. God bless you. Thank you for listening.